Welcome to the podcast where Beast Mode meets Manifesting Goddess. We are here to chase our dreams while in a magnetic, high vibrational state. Crushing your goals can feel like self-care. I'm your host, Kayla Van Egdom, and I am so excited to help you slay and thrive. Welcome back to the sixth episode of the Slay and Thrive podcast. And this is an episode where if I actually listened to my own episodes again all the way through, I would come back to this one on a regular basis because honestly, it's one of those reminders that I need myself. And who knows, maybe I will start listening to my own podcast after I record them. I just have this weird thing where it's awkward listening to my own voice. I don't know if anybody else has that same experience, but that is just me. So what we're talking about today is the fact that progress is not always linear. In fact, in my experience and from what I've seen with clients, it almost never is. And it doesn't matter if we're talking about our health, our fitness, our finances, our relationship, our mindset. None of it is ever a straight path towards success. Instead, if you were to track progress, it would probably look more like the lines on an investment graph. And that's the analogy I love most when thinking of any progress I'm working towards. So we've all seen the investment charts of something like a stock or a mutual fund. And I can't think of a single one I've ever seen where the progress is one straight line upwards. There's peaks and valleys. And sometimes the valleys look pretty scary. They might even look like we've lost everything. And I'm thinking of what happened to people's investments during the pandemic about a year ago. And I can still remember my brother talking about how so many people had lost their savings. A lot of people weren't even looking at their statements at that time, which honestly probably wasn't a bad strategy. I saw my own investments take a nosedive during this period along with everyone else. Fortunately, I have a very proactive financial advisor and he actually emailed all of his clients to reassure them that this wasn't the end of their finances. He pointed out that historically, when things like pandemics and outbreaks have happened, there's always a temporary downturn in the market. He pointed out that these challenges have often caused markets to slow down and factories to close. When these things happen, there's a drop in confidence in the overall market, and that's what makes global stock market markets plummet as a result. He also pointed out that the markets have always been resilient and rose back after the initial fear and uncertainty passed. He advised everyone to continue to stick to their regular investment plan throughout the time period and not let the headlines and fear create panic-driven decisions like selling all your investments or giving up on investing altogether. I love this advice in the financial world, but I think it's also incredibly relevant when we're working towards any other goal. I see this trend happen all the time with health and fitness as well. I think we want it to be this steady ascension with our fitness, where we're getting fitter by the week and we want to lose a little bit of weight or body fat every week without exception. I know that sounds pretty delightful. The problem is, 
it isn't realistic. And these kind of expectations can actually create so much unnecessary resistance and struggle. Let's use both finances and our health and fitness as examples. So take someone who might have had the unrealistic expectation that his investments were going to be a straight line upwards. Then the pandemic of 2020 hit and all the fear and uncertainty caused the global stock markets to tank. This guy saw his investments take a big hit and drop quite low. So he panics. He decides that investing isn't for him and he'd be better off stuffing all his cash under his mattress because at least then he'll never lose any of it. He takes all of his money out of his investments and in the process misses out on watching his investments go back up after the pandemic is sort of calmed down sometime later. He's also missed out on the chance to continue creating all this amazing long-term wealth over the next 10 or 20 years. He wasn't buying up the shares when they were at an all-time low, which honestly, that's like the best time to buy shares because they're basically on sale. And don't we often do the exact same thing with our health and fitness at times? Maybe someone has been on a roll with their body transformation goals. They've been eating well and moving their body. They're down in dress size, or maybe they've even lost 20, 30, 40 pounds. But then something happens in their life. Maybe it's a change in their work schedule, a new relationship, some other kind of additional stressors. And they start to go back to some of their old behaviors that weren't serving them. They might lose some of their gains or gain some of their weight back, or they might not feel as shiny and happy and alive as they did when they were firing on all cylinders. Really, this is no different than a blip in the stock market. So the person that experiences this can basically react in two fundamental ways. One, they can feel defeat and decide that nothing ever really lasts and give up. They can let the small setback overwhelm them. They can go through the next few months of their life checked out, losing focus on the big picture, until it feels like they're right back to where they started. I think this is often tempting, and I get it. Changing your body can be really challenging sometimes. It can take months upon months of consistent effort and healthy habits, and it can feel like all it takes is a week or two where you're off your game and you lose all that progress. Just like someone who looked at the stock market at its low point last year might assume that all the steady investing they'd done for the last few years had been taken away from them in a matter of days. But this isn't true. And there's another option this person could take in the above scenario. Maybe they gain back some weight, but that isn't an indicator that what they were doing wasn't working or that they're a failure. What's more likely is there are certain situations or challenges they hadn't yet encountered. And now is the time to be flexible and find new ways to make their new situation work for them while continuing to build the health and body of their dreams. I have yet to see one person who commits to changing their body and it's a smooth straight line down to their goal weight. It doesn't happen this way. 
And I think what causes more frustration and helplessness and unhappiness along this journey is the unrealistic belief that it can happen that way. What if we dropped that expectation? What if we stopped expecting the path of progress to be linear? What if we not only expected the setbacks, but also welcomed them because they are neon signs of our impending growth and development? When setbacks happen, there's always lessons to be learned if we get curious. And if we keep learning and integrating these lessons, our progress in any area of our life is going to be like an investment graph over a 20 year period. There's going to be those ups and downs, but you are going to continue your ascent in the direction you want to go over the long term. It's funny, I was thinking about this podcast as I was having a conversation with a client the other day. And this client is so amazing. She's fit and strong and disciplined. She shows up for her workouts and does the work every single week. And she pushes herself in her workouts. And she's also in a period of struggle where she's gained some of her weight back. She's also kept off a tremendous, tremendous amount, but she's not currently at her lowest weight. She was sharing some of her feelings about it. And then she said something like, it must be really discouraging for you as a coach to see someone who's once been successful gain their weight back. But honestly, I don't find it discouraging at all. I see it as part of the human experience. I know there's ups and downs. I have 100% seen so many times that progress is never a straight line. I also know how resourceful and smart and determined this client is. And I fully believe she's going to take this experience, learn from it and make an amazing comeback because that's what we can all do when these setbacks happen for us. Each time we do learn from our setbacks and take action, we're going to see our progress start to climb back up. And if we keep up this pattern over the course of years or decades, we are going to get wherever it is we want to go. We're trending upwards steadily like investments over time. I also know this to be true from my own experience. I've maintained a lot of my weight loss but I still have fluctuations where I start to stray back to old habits from time to time. And I'm going to share a little bit about this with you because I want you to know that you are not alone. I'm not up in some ivory tower and have all my stuff together. I used to like to pretend I did because I was terrified of being vulnerable, but I want everyone listening to know that I get you. I've come a very long way on my journey. I've maintained a lot of my weight loss, but sometimes things still go a little sideways. Sometimes I do stray back to old habits, although this is happening less and less and more, uh, less intensely over time, which is so nice. But again, I am by no means perfect. I still have moments. I still have those times where I struggle hard and have to figure out what's going on. And I've discovered that sometimes the struggle comes when you least expect it. This actually happened for me in the fall of 2020. I was at my lowest weight in five years. I was in this amazing headspace. I had a great handle on all my emotions. 
I'd gone through a lot of challenging transitions over the past few months, but I'd spent those months practicing staying healthy and balanced. I'd gotten extremely good at managing uncomfortable emotions. You could throw anger, stress, fear, sadness, anxiety at me, and I knew what to do with it. Then I started dating my current boyfriend, and I have been crazy about him for a long time. And I had also believed that there was no chance he would ever return my feelings. I had this very defeating narrative about my relationships. I had the story that I never got my first choice. And he had also lost his wife, the, his previous wife the past year. And I knew from being his friend for a long time how amazing their relationship had been. I figured maybe if he did return my feelings, we might start dating very casually by like Christmas of that year. I also thought I would have to work so much harder than I actually needed to. I'd also believed that to successfully be in a relationship you wanted to be with, you basically had to fold yourself in half and do whatever they wanted you to do in order to make it happen. And even then, it didn't always work. At least that had been my experience and again, just a very limiting narrative that I had. When we started dating in October, I was blown away, in a good way. It moved much faster than I expected it to, and it was this connection I had never experienced. It was this incredible blend of peace and joy all at once. That ended up being the point in time where my old habits started to resurface more powerfully than they had in over a year. I put on about 10 pounds, And around this same time, I lost my Oma, who I was extremely close to. So I had another really deep, profound emotion that I wasn't used to feeling. Because up until this point, I hadn't really lost anyone that was super close to me. I felt like such a failure. And I also felt ungrateful. How dare I start self-sabotaging when I'd had this amazing gift dropped in my lap? But that was the other thing. I almost felt unworthy, like I didn't deserve it, like I hadn't earned it. And while I was completely blindsided by it at the time, I learned soon after that, that when you get these profoundly, unusually joyful events, those can be just as jarring as scary or unhappy events. So did this actually make me a failure? Not at all. It didn't make me a failure any more than anyone else who has experienced a life change they weren't ready for and lost some ground towards their health and fitness goals. It doesn't mean anything is wrong. It also doesn't mean you're doomed for failure. This is all part of the process. The only time you're going to fail during these periods is if you give up altogether. But if you choose to learn and grow and find these ways to reset and move forward, you are a success. You are a continued success that experiences ups and downs just like everybody else in this human experience. It was actually this experience that made me realize that I had been so busy learning to manage my uncomfortable emotions that I hadn't been working on figuring out how to work through happy emotions. 
I had gotten so skilled at handling things like anger and stress and sadness, and I was now able to feel those emotions without needing food. And this also showed me that I was only using my emotion coaching skills on emotions that didn't feel pleasant or comfortable. When I was happy or joyful or peaceful, I didn't bother coaching myself through those emotions. I actually took them for granted. I figured there was nothing to change because I felt good, so I didn't need to emotion coach myself through them. But with this epiphany, I realized that I want to coach myself through every emotion. And I actually especially want to coach myself through my pleasant emotions. There's a few reasons for this. The first is that I've reached this point in my life where I spend most of my days pretty happy and positive. This wasn't always the norm. It's something that I've worked towards with consistent action and practice. So if I only practice coaching myself through uncomfortable emotions, I'm missing out on so many opportunities to practice. I'm missing countless opportunities to train myself to increase my emotional fitness. The other reason that it was beneficial to start coaching through my high vibration emotions was because what we focus on expands. If we just go through life expecting peace and joy and contentment to be our default, we can start to take them for granted. And I don't want to take feeling amazing for granted ever. Starting to pay attention and coaching myself through an emotion like joy or gratitude has done wonders for continuing to raise my vibration. So now I'm happy even more of the time, which like I said, it wasn't like I was super unhappy before that. And all of this came from what someone else might have perceived as a setback or a failure. Now for the other thing that still rears its head in small doses. I launched one of my programs called Food Freedom a few times a year. And it's the program where I give people my specific system for coaching themselves through all emotions so they don't need to distract with food to get rid of them. I ran it most recently in April of this year, and I realized that any time I get ready to launch one of these programs, my eating suffers for a few weeks. I'm more likely to numb out with food. And strangely enough, I can actually get into this weird downward spiral. This didn't make any sense until I chatted about it with the founder of Inner Coach. He pointed out that certain patterns get healed in layers. And he also said that in his experience, almost everyone who launches a course or program has some demons or fears surface that we might not have even been aware of before. And again, this doesn't mean anything is wrong. It means that parts of us are becoming active and coming into our awareness so we can face them and heal them. This makes total sense. There is going to be this element of me wanting to have it all figured out anytime I'm about to lead one of these programs. There's also this added layer of vulnerability by putting myself out there and sharing some of my experiences so that I can help others. It's also something I've created, so it's kind of my baby, and I want people to get the most out of it possible. There's a part of that which feels a little scary, maybe even a little bit unsafe. 
To be perfectly honest, a similar thing happened with my eating habits when I got ready to launch this podcast, which is why I'm talking about this with you. I still have triggers. I still have things that rise to the surface, but I'm committed to facing them and working through them, and I know I'll only grow as a result. So I figured if putting myself out there is something that makes me feel a bit uncomfortable and unsafe, good. The only way to make myself more comfortable is to do things like this on a regular basis, and I'm going to grow and get better as a result. The more you work on your own triggers and learn to manage them without food, the stronger and more powerful you get. The discomfort of launching a creative project or a program is really the only big major thing I can think of now that really makes me want to numb out with food sometimes. I'm not saying other things won't come up in the future, but that really feels like it right now. A few years ago, it was everything. When I had a long day at work, when I was tired, when I was mad at someone, when I felt stress, when I had a lot of work to do, some of it being work that I had put on myself and chosen to do, when I was overly hungry, when someone cut me off in traffic, when the grocery store clerk made a rude face at me. It felt like anything and everything created this overly dramatic, wildly stressful response in my body that made me want to eat. And then I reached the point where it was an ingrained habit as well. So doing the work on all those places has made an incredible difference in my life. Just like I know embracing the discomfort of my present circumstances will do as well. And again, this is now one more situation that I'm learning to manage without food. Eventually, these situations are going to become almost non-existent if we keep doing the work. It doesn't mean we'll ever be perfect, but we'll be consistent enough to have and maintain any results we desire, whether it's with our bodies, money, career, relationships, anything. This is what can happen when we let go of the idea that progress must be linear. When we can drop the resistance around needing to make this steady ascent in the direction we want to go, the overall progress and growth we can then make over time by learning from our setbacks is unbelievable. The other thing to keep in mind is that in a lot of cases, you're doing yourself a massive disservice if you use just one metric. If you only look at weight and you're not at your lowest weight ever, you might perceive yourself as a failure when that could be a massively unhelpful, untrue story. As I'm recording this podcast, I'm about 20 pounds heavier than I was at my lowest weight. And I hit that weight a few times. There was once in 2009, once in 2013, and once in 2015. Does that mean my progress had peaked at these particular points in time? Absolutely not. In 2009, I was obsessed with weight loss because I didn't want to deal with anything else in my life that felt hard. I also had a pretty severe eating disorder. I got down to that low weight by starving myself and doing crazy cleanses and partying all night without eating. In 2013, I was in this place where I was so fired up and fueled with rage, I channeled it all into losing weight. 
But when I stopped being so angry, I also lost the fire that kept me on track. My binge eating returned because I hadn't dealt with the true problems underneath the weight. I thought I'd really had it together in 2015. But what had actually happened was that once again, I'd put all my attention onto losing weight so I didn't have to deal with anything else. And I had a job that made it easy. I put T-bars into windows all day long so I could do my work, get my workouts in, and basically stay comfortable all the time. As soon as I got a new job that challenged my comfort level in some major ways, I returned to binge eating. Because every single time I went after weight loss with a vengeance, I only addressed the eating and exercise part of it. I wasn't going to touch the emotions and past issues and wounds with a 10-foot pole. And maybe I haven't had the rapid, exciting journey towards my goal weight at this point in time. It's been more steady and there's been small ups and downs, but the average trend is going downwards steadily. And I also know that there's clothes I fit into now that I didn't fit into at those lower weights because I've also really been prioritizing strength training and health instead of just trying to get to the lowest weight I could as fast as possible. If you're in a place where you feel like you've lost ground or that you've gone backwards, are you making this mistake? Are you only looking at one variable when there are so many variables? And unlike weight or the value of your investments on a random day of the year, many other variables are harder to quantify. How do you quantify all the demons you faced? How do you put a numerical value on the amount you've grown and healed and connected more deeply to yourself? You really can't. But that should never stop you from acknowledging and celebrating these pieces because they are such an important part of your journey. The progress you can't measure is so significant because it's this progress that changes who you are at the fundamental level rather than just changing the externals like dollars in the bank or a dress size. This progress changes who you are at your core so you can become the person that can not only achieve but maintain the level of health or wealth or whatever else it is you desire. So to recap, progress isn't always linear and almost never is. When we surrender to this, we will feel so much better. Think about it as an investment over a long-term period, like five or 10 years. And make sure to look for the ways you're making progress that can't easily be put into numbers. That is what I have for you today. I want to thank you again for joining me. If you've been benefiting from this podcast, I'd love for you to hit subscribe and leave a review wherever you're listening. Have an amazing rest of your week and we will talk soon.